the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I wrap up a visit with Jeremy Wiles, the founder of Soul Refiner, as we continue to discuss the marriage toolkit put out by Soul Refiner, and specifically marriage itself from a biblical worldview. Stick around for a great broadcast and reach out to me anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm excited to once again be joined by Jeremy Wiles, founder of Soul Refiner. Website is soulrefiner.com. They have lots of great resources there. We've chatted with Jeremy before, particularly about pornography and the Conquer series, which is one of those video series that is available at soulrefiner.com. In this go-around, we're going to be talking about marriage. And if you missed the first part of this two-part series, you can find it at places where you go for podcasts. Go to Spotify, for example, put in the Plumb Line with Jay Rudolph. Make sure you spell Plum P-L-U-M-B, and you'll be able to look up this episode and any others that you missed as well out of hundreds of episodes that are there of the Plumb Line. And so, Jeremy, we want to continue our visit here on marriage from a biblical worldview, and I've got in front of me this uh, marriage toolkit. It does indeed look just like a toolkit. It opens up the same way a toolkit would, but it has a little bit of different tools <laughs> inside of it than the standard <laughs> toolkit. So there are primarily yeah. printed resources as well as I see some decks of cards and things. And uh, I wanted to start, I guess, by kind of reflecting back to the first broadcast here and just have you share why is it valuable or important for us to have resources like this marriage toolkit and to even try to strengthen our marriage? Why is it so important that we even try to do that? Well, strengthening and growing in marriage doesn't happen by accident. Say our vows and then set that thing on autopilot and let it run for 50 years, and that's not really healthy. And we know the basics. You know, we're supposed to love one another and grow in our relationship and intimacy with one another. But what would happen if we started to be a little bit more intentional to say, look, we're going to take this tool and apply it here and take this tool and use it here. But what happens is it enriches our life. This thing starts to run smooth and 
you know, if you neglect something long enough, it starts to break down. Like try not taking your car in for an oil change after 200,000 miles. The thing's probably not going to keep running on you. So don't neglect your marriage. Keep it tuned up. Um, it's an investment, right? But we put investments in all these other things in life. But one of our greatest assets, which is our marriage, our relationship, we neglect and we don't give it the time that we should. And the return that we get from that, if we would, is huge, significant. If you realize, recognize this, that if you put a little bit of energy into your spouse, into that relationship, what you get in return is significant. And I know it's not about what we get in return, but there's a blessing that comes from it. There's a joy and happiness that comes out of that just from such a small investment. And it doesn't really make sense in terms of the time to return ratio that we wouldn't do this because it doesn't take that much. So just be intentional. And that's why we created this marriage toolkit is to help people be a little bit more intentional with their marriage, the most important relationship in their life. And it's going to be a blessing when you start to use these tools and they're fun tools. You get card games and question of the day journal, such things. And when you start to use them, the return you get from it in your marriage and in your relationship is great. It really enriches your marriage. So mm. that's the goal behind it. Yeah. Well, I was kind of curious, is there a particular game plan on how to utilize these? Or is it a matter of just as you look through these, whatever is most applicable to maybe the situation in your marriage? Or tell me a little bit more, I guess. We built the marriage toolkit around a cinematic video course that we created called Happily Even After. And it's a course that my wife and I teach that we just shot in uh, North Carolina a couple of months ago. It's going to come out probably in March, April this year. It's a marriage series, eight weeks, and it's for couples who are married in church groups that can use it together. And it walks married couples through the Beatitudes. This is the teachings of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. And if we apply those Beatitudes in our marriage, it transforms a marriage. It really does. So we took the teaching from that course and we built the marriage toolkit around it, essentially. Mm. And so the marriage toolkit, which is like 14 different tools, everything from books to card games to emotion wheels and such, the goal is to build connectedness and strengthen intimacy in your marriage and help develop conflict resolution skills and help develop love expressions and rewire your brain for romance and manage anger and these sorts of things. The goal there was to just make it practical, make it simple, make it fun. And it all comes in a little hard, old vintage style toolbox. And it says marriage toolkit on top. People are loving these. They're buying one and they come back and buy 10 more and give them away to their friends because uh, it's fun. Yeah, that's great. Well, I have one particular resource in front of me here, which you're talking about, you know, the goal being to build this oneness and intimacy uh, between husband and wife here, and the destroyer of that, one of the big destroyers of that is conflict, and yet all of us are going to experience some level of conflict in our marriages. And the goal, I don't think, is to completely wipe out conflict, but rather to resolve it properly in a God-honoring way. Well, exactly, yeah. And to change our perspective about conflict as well. Because like we mentioned in another recording, marriage is not designed to make us happy. Because when we think that marriage was made to make us happy and our spouse doesn't make us happy, 
we'll see our spouse as the enemy of our happiness. And now there's this unrest and disconnection in our relationship. And so when our perspective changes and we see our problems from a new perspective, we'll realize that God's using those problems in that relationship to grow us up. We get locked in thinking that you got a problem, let's fix it. She's the problem. He's the problem. I just need to fix her. And maybe what God's saying is, you don't need to fix her. Maybe you need to get to the end of yourself and say, God, I don't have the answers. And what if she got there as well? What if your spouse got to that same place and said, yeah, I don't have the answers either. Now you're at a place that Jesus called poor in spirit. And so it's not about trying to fix one another. It's about getting to the place where we say, God, I just don't have the answers. And from that, now you're at ground zero. You're starting over. Jesus can begin to rebuild us in a more healthy relationship, a more sacrificial agape love. And that's transformative. Yeah. And that's where joy comes in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last time you talked about the Beatitudes and specifically that poor in spirit, but you start off this marriage first aid kit with one of those as well. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, mm-hmm. for they shall be called sons of God. And I think just in listening to you there, I guess what I'm understanding is that we have to become poor in spirits and have this right perspective that you're talking about if we're going to be a peacemaker. Yeah, because what's the opposite of peacemaker? It's a troublemaker. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And a troublemaker says, you're the problem. You know, if you were to do this, I wouldn't feel this way. If you were acting like that, then maybe I'd be happy. And so all of the emphasis is on the other person. If they were to change it, and and this is how they they doctor it up a little bit. Look, I know I've got some things i got to work on, but if they were to just do this, (laughs) that's to make them look good. Instead of just saying, God, I'm not going to focus on them. I am at the end of it. I can't fix them. I can't do this. I can't make this work. And it's going to take a miracle. It's going to take one every single day. If you can get there, then what begins to happen is regardless of your spouse, regardless of the direction they take, you grow in deeper relationship with the Lord. And on the outside, as the world falls apart and maybe your spouse continues down this maddening path that they're on, it's not maturing and growing in relation with the Lord, it doesn't matter what they do. You've got joy because Jesus was clear when he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. So it doesn't matter what's happening outside of that. You can continue to be blessed. And that word blessed is happy. Happy are the poor in spirit. So regardless of how others are acting, I can remain happy because My happiness is not connected to their behavior. Look, I know, I I get it. It's much easier said than, but that's what we have to move towards our growing in relation with the Lord and becoming poor in spirit so that our happiness is not dependent on his or her behavior or how they treat us. Exactly. Jeremy Wiles, my guest, founder of Soul Refiner, and we're going to come back after the break here and discuss some other aspects here and resources available in this marriage toolkit to help grow and strengthen and build a God-honoring marriage. And that's our goal that we would desire for all who are married and for those who are maybe in the process of considering marriage or engaged. These are all important things to really 
uh, learn about before you get married so that you can be prepared as you enter into marriage. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments that you would like to share, I would love to have you reach out to me, Radio at gmail.com is the email address. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, Radio at gmail.com. Stick around. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns, 623-537-3657. And Simple Turn, their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. If you have diabetes, listen up. If you have insurance, you can qualify for a continuous glucose monitor. With a CGM, you can continuously track your levels and trends and spend more time in range, significantly lowering your A1C. More importantly, a CGM eliminates the one thing most people with diabetes hate, painful finger sticks. Order your new continuous glucose monitor today. If you use insulin and if you've seen your diabetes care provider within the last six months, you may qualify for your own CGM right now. We'll do all the insurance paperwork and deliver your new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost to you. Medicare and most insurances will cover your CGM, so don't wait. Have your insurance handy and call the Aptiva Medical CGM Health Hotline right now. 800-369-7780. 800-369-7780. 800-369-7780. That's 800-369-7780. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plum Line in helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. You're tuned in to The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and Jeremy Wiles is my guest, founder of Soul Refiner. Again, the website is soulrefiner.com, S-O-U-L, and then refiner.com. And I appreciate you uh, tuning in to The Plum Line. Looking forward to the final segment of a two-part series. Again, if you've missed any of this, you can find it at places where you go for podcasts. should be just about everywhere you go for a podcast. If you go somewhere and don't find it, let me know about that, too, because I'd love to get it on there for you as well. Well, Jeremy, I wanted to kind of go back for just a second here. In the opener of the very first broadcast on marriage, we talked about that marriage is not just between a man and a woman, but it is between mm-hmm. a man and a woman and our triune God as well. And as we talked about that, uh, I neglected to bring up the most important thing of all, really, and that is some people, if they enter into marriage and neither partner has a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, well, then their marriage is missing the most important component. And so tell us, I guess, for those who may be too Tuning in right now and have not even thought of marriage in the vein of being a three-way partnership instead of just you know the husband and the wife. Tell us what they need to do to bring that third person, that triune God, into uh, the marriage. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because you know the enemy wants to destroy marriage because it resembles the identity of the Trinity, and the identity is one of the core values of our lives. And and here's why: because from that identity comes your definition. From your definition comes your decisions. And from your decisions comes your destiny. 
So how you perceive and define marriage is important. God is revealing his trinity in marriage. So marriage is not just between a man and a woman, it's between man, woman, and God. If you don't have God in the center of that union, then you're missing the crucial ingredient because the reason Satan desires to wound marriage so much is because the Trinity is reflected in it. And the Trinity expresses a love that can't be expressed unless you have the Trinity, which is agape love. And now you're able to love your spouse in a much deeper, connected way, a sacrificial way. You know, trying to explain this thing without experiencing it is very difficult. Having experienced agape love from God, I can express that same type of love to my spouse, but I need God in my relationship to do that. Mm. So having a marriage without God is not really a marriage because God's part of a union. And we have to have God in the center of that union. Right. And to have God at the center means that, to me, my understanding anyway, each individual has to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because it's yep. really difficult if you're unequally yoked. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have to have a relationship with Christ because, you know, in the Trinity, we see Christ and even his sacrifice. And when you're married, there's a sacrifice that you give to each other. You give yourself, you die to yourself, you know, if you will. And this is why God's word says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy. So we should die to self every day. And as men, we should be practicing dying during a conversation with your wife. You know, the art of conversation, which is really the art of intimacy, is actually showing your willingness to die to self and listen to the other side of the conversation. It's saying, look, what I want to say is less important than just listening to her. And I think that's where we die to self. And in fact, let me put it this way. If you won't die to self, there won't be life. Because in the Word of God, sacrifice is never about death. It's always about life. When you sacrifice your love for the other, that marriage comes alive. It becomes vibrant, beautiful. But marriage is a covenant relationship. And that's where, you know, like I said before, the, the word covenant means to cut. And we have to sacrifice in our marriage and put ourselves to the side, put our spouse first, and we do that truly by putting God first. And now we can love our spouse as Christ loved the church. And then through him, recognizing what he's done for us, we experience that agape love, and we can now love our spouse as Christ loved the church. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and friend in the listening audience, if this language, this discussion Jeremy and I are having is still a little bit confusing to you, it may be because you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know who's all tuning in. They're maybe just flipping through the dial and came across a program on marriage and wanted to listen to it. But you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And as I was saying, for God to be at the center of the marriage, each individual, the man and the woman, each have to have their own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It can't be, uh, you know, you're not taking on your wife's faith and she's not taking on your faith. It's got to be individual and personal. And so that means each of you 
has to acknowledge your sin and your need for a Savior. You acknowledge your sin, you recognize it, you agree with God, you're a sinner, you repent, which means to turn away from that sin and to turn instead to God, from running away from God and continuing to live in sin to turning to him. That's repentance. And then uh, you believe, repent and believe, put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done as the perfect sinless Savior, the sacrifice for you. He took your place on the cross and took your sin, he took my sin, and everyone's sin upon himself on that cross. He was crucified and then resurrected victorious over sin and death. And so that's the gospel very briefly in a nutshell there. If that's something that's new to you, maybe you've heard it before but have never received Jesus Christ, I'm going to give my email address once again here because I want you to reach out to me and say, hey, I need to know a little bit more about that. I'm sensing that maybe that's something that I'm missing in my life. So reach out to me at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum again is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Well, Jeremy, we have just a couple minutes left here, and I wanted to just quickly bring up a, a scripture that appears in one of those marriage toolkit resources, the first aid kit. It's from 1 Peter chapter 3, and just wanted to get a comment from you on this. It says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Honestly, I had never really thought of this passage in the context of marriage, but this is really an ideal Mm -hmm. passage for marriage, isn't it? It's core for marriage. It's all about loving one another. If you really get down to it, Jesus simplified it. He just said, love one another. Yeah. He said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And then he went on to say, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So are we loving, are we truly loving one another? Jay, that's not just a suggestion. It's really a commandment of the kingdom. And how you love your spouse shows if you truly love Christ. And that might be hard to stomach, but it's the truth. God doesn't just want our service. He wants our obedience. And that obedience is putting his words in action. And in marriage, it's loving your spouse as Christ loved the church. We can serve God in ministry and at the same time live a life of disobedience. But obedience requires doing the hard things. So the question is, are you loving your spouse as Christ loved the church? Are you sacrificing? Are you giving up yourself in many ways? Maybe your time, maybe just being a little bit more intentional throughout the day. If she needs to hear it, are you telling her, hey, I love you? Are you holding her hand? Are you doing the things that you should be doing to express love to your spouse? It really is not that difficult unless you're disconnected from God Mm. because When we're challenged with understanding how God has loved us and how he does love us, how are we able to express that love to our spouse? And a lot of times what I see, if someone has grown up in a family where love was never really expressed to them as a child, now they can't really perceive how God loves them. 
because I never got it from my dad. You know, that's how they're seeing this. And there they continue to pass this perspective into their marriage. And now I can't love my spouse. So we don't really leave home. We take it with us in our brain. Mm. And that way of thinking becomes toxic and damaging to life and not just yourself, but to your spouse, your children, you're passing this on to another generation. Yeah. Like, are, are you going to wake up? Oh, I'm going to be intentional today. I see how the enemy Satan has set me up because of my past. And I don't want to drag that baggage through the rest of my life. Today, I'm going to know how the enemy set me up to believe stupid and to act stupid. I want God to start to teach me how do I grow in love? Help me break the barriers so that you can get your love through to me. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to that love from the Father, now you've got a pool to draw from. Sure. Yeah. Now you've got love. You say, honey, I love you. Mm. And she gets it. It sinks deep into her soul because she sees something that she never saw before. And really what's going on here is that person has gone back into their past and they say, look, there's all these lies that are littered in my past that I have dealt with. And God has transformed me from the inside out. And I've been able to experience a new relationship with him. And guess what? Everyone around me has benefited from it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeremy. And uh, by the way, the tools in that marriage toolkit that we've been talking about, those resources are centered and grounded in the Word of God. There's a lot of Scripture in those resources, and so those can be a great asset and benefit to you as you seek to do just what Jeremy was sharing here, to uh, grow and to strengthen your own faith in Jesus Christ and then your relationship as husband and wife as well. So thank you so much for being with me again, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Jeremy Wiles, again, he is the founder of Soul Refiner. The website is soulrefiner.com that I'd encourage you to check out as we wrap up this uh, broadcast discussing marriage from a biblical worldview on the plumb line. Thank you so much for being with me. You can reach me via email. This is the address, the radio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on the plumb line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.